0: Hi, I'm Tanner Britt, and I am Glenn Brand. And welcome to Bible and Stuff. Yeah, we're super excited to have you guys on the podcast with us today. We are talking about creation today.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be uh, fun, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, uh, we're gonna say a lot of things that are
1: conjecture and in no way, shape, or form fact. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is true. Don't take it too seriously, uh, but it but don't be fun. take it
0: not too seriously either. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, something
0: like that. So I promise by the end we we drive home a point. <laughs> <laughs> there will be something good in
1: there somewhere,
0: hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Tanner, have you um have you created anything recently? Um, it depends on what you mean, Glenn.
1: <laughs> do you mean have I made something or have I created something out of thin air?
0: Ooh, why mm-hmm.
1: why do you say it like that, Tanner? Uh, because, we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah yeah buddy but the answer is no to both of those oh, questions okay. <laughs> yeah, me
0: either <clears throat> actually i take that back my wife and i are about to have a baby and i did oh, help in the yeah. creation of that i believe
1: you contributed to that a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah god yeah. may have knitted in the womb but you did something before that
0: <laughs> who'd have thought that making out could make something so beautiful
1: i know gosh <laughs> You're just telling everybody how babies are made, Glenn. We shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, that's not good. I did make this Ikea desk that we are setting oh, at yeah, today. It is, um, It's pretty fancy. But, I mean, Ikea pretty much made it all, <laughs> and then I horribly followed the
0: directions and put it together. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I'm happy about it. It's, it's nice. Man, those guys have it right, though. We were there just a couple weeks ago, and we were, uh, we've were we been like redoing the house a little bit. We had a hot water heater issue, and... We're getting all this stuff done. And we're looking at our cabinets and, like, man, these cabinets look ugly compared to the rest of the house. We've like remodeled everything. And so we were peeking around, and the cabinets there are like you basically screw these hangers onto the wall <coughs> and then you slide cabinets onto it. It's like none of this, oh, you got to hold it still and level each and every single one. No, you what? just level one little rod across the top and bam.
1: That's a good idea. Right? I'll tell you what I love about IKEA kitchens. Is that all the drawers have that little thing where when you push it in, it hits just right before the last second yeah, and then slides in. in? Oh yeah, it's beautiful! Oh, it's so great. <laughs> <clears throat> Unfortunately, I only buy cheap IKEA stuff, so <laughs> none of my stuff does that. But it's still it's still fun to go
0: through there. So yeah, but you know what? You can't. I mean, in fits of anger, you can't like do <laughs> yeah. anything with yeah. that. Like, oh, I can't believe it's him! Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you
1: burnt the chicken again (laughs) Ah! (laughs) oh
0: it's good all right
1: yeah so let's uh let's jump into creation um tell us about it glenn
0: yeah so i i mean first of all we're we're gonna cover a couple different things today so we want to talk a little bit about um you know where creation came from how we were created um how the things around us were created, why we were created, uh, and then just kind of some interesting theories on creation itself because there are there are tons of different ideas and thoughts on it. Um, and I just think it'd be great to dig into some of those today.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, um, I, I like to study the creation theories. I think they're really interesting. Um, but some people get frustrated and kind of feel as if, like, God has not given us enough information about um, how things were made, and what order, or, or what time period, or whatever, you know, how old yeah. are we, how old's the earth, all that. Um, but one thing that's important to know, probably before we jump in uh, too far, is that that's not really the point. Right. <laughs> Genesis, especially Genesis 1, 2, 3, um, really up to, to um, uh, Abraham, is not primarily a historical account. It is primarily... Building a theological framework Mm -hmm. from how God made us and those early events. You see that like Tower of Babel, you see Noah. um, While true, and I think it was a real historical event, is also, you know, just hugely theological and it's showing that God is going to make a new earth after, you know, uh, this one. So while. Um, It is fun to talk about these things. A lot of them are just conjecture based on what we do know, Um, but we don't want to miss the main point, and that's God is building this theological framework that's important um, for us as we go through the rest of the Bible.
0: Yeah, so uh, we want to start off just by saying that some of the um, best places that you can kind of reference this in Scripture um, would really start with Genesis, I mean, it's the beginning of the Bible, um, but it's talking about the beginning of everything, like the beginning of creation, right? Um, so re- straight out of Genesis 1-1, it starts off, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Um, so already we know that there's more than than just earth here. Like God God is almighty and creating all these things. Um, yeah, that also serves
1: as kind of... Um Kind of a book in, like when God said He's the Alpha and the Omega. When He says heavens and earth, He's essentially saying God made it all. Yeah, He made it from your top of your head to the bottom of your feet, yeah. which is
0: super trippy. I <laughs> mean, like <laughs> just to like sit and think about that is it, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm.
1: Side note: um, I, the the word is uh, slipping my mind right now, but the Hebrew name for Genesis, which is not Genesis, um, actually means in the beginning, beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So that's really cool. I think I think
0: Genesis itself means origin, something
1: yep. to that effect. So,
0: anyway. So one thing that I did want to kind of bring up is the doctrine of creation, um, kind of what our core beliefs may be. And again, you know, what we talk about on this podcast may may differ some um, depending on where you're at in your life and your, and your walk with God, if you're even in a walk with God. Um, but one of the, the core doctrines that we believe is that God created the entire universe out of nothing. It was originally meant for good and it was very good and he created it to glorify himself. Um, and you're going to see this come up time after time, uh, within scripture, uh, which is why it's, it's doctrine. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to reference a couple of verses where you may be able to find some of this, um, obviously Genesis one one, you're going to get that right off the bat. Psalm thirty three six uh, and nine reference it. John one three, Colossians 1.16, There's there's just a slew of them, but those are just a few that would be a good starting point. And they all clearly state that God created the universe, both the visible and invisible, and that they were created for Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as humans, we probably misinterpret, not misinterpret, but we read that and it's like, or hear it and it's in one ear, out the other, because we're so self-driven and Mm -hmm. and, and not focused on, you know, God being the center of things, we become the center of our universe.
1: Yeah, yeah, we talk about that at... uh we You know, we serve on the same worship team. We talk about that all the time. There's a lot of songs that are very man-centered, and we try to sing songs that are very God-centered because he is at the center of it all. I mean, it, like you said, it does begin with him. The entire story begins with, in the beginning, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that includes the Trinity um, there, too. Uh, so uh, one this may be jumping ahead a little bit theologically or maybe a slightly different doctrinal point, but I think it's also interesting. Um after the fall, so the world we live, the world we live in. you see in Romans eight two two, it talks about all of creation is groaning together in the pains of childbirth while it waits for God's redemption of the world. So those verses you mentioned, you know, they are talking about, uh, God did make the universe the visible and the invisible and he made it for his glory but even after the fall you still see that the whole earth was made for God in that they're just it's just yearning like the yeah. the, the rocks the grass it all just wants to be redeemed it all wants to be new again um after living in this fallen world so it's just yeah it's definitely it's very interesting um, and you see creation in that
0: yeah man I I, we're gonna kind of get into this a little bit later, but just a few weeks back, we were talking a little bit at church, uh, the church that we attend, about rest, and you know how it's not meant to be just like it's your time to sleep or you know take a nap or things like that, yeah. where it's it's meant to be time where yeah you're resting but you're you're glorifying God in the process of it, and I think you and I had even talked about this like some of the most restful times that I can find myself glorifying God is, is when I'm out in nature because it's just, you're surrounded by like straight up God creation, you know, not, not buildings or televisions or electronics. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no distractions. It's just straight nature. Yeah. uh, I used to, this may sound weird, but
1: I used to Sabbath by mowing the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) I heard one time that, um, You should, if you work with your mind, you should Sabbath with your hands. And I've almost always had a desk job or something that effect where I I didn't do a lot of physical labor, but had a decent amount of mental strain. Um, And so it always felt really good and restful, believe it or not, to go do something. So uh, back home in Oklahoma, we actually had grass, (laughs) unlike (laughs) here in Arizona. Uh, And so every Saturday or every other Saturday, like mowing the lawn was my Sabbath, and it was like the best time. Because I could just kind of, you know, like, I'd listen to a podcast or something, but I could just kind of look around and enjoy and be out in nature and not be cooped up inside, um, you know, pretending to rest, like reading a book or something. That was actually a lot more restful
0: than most things I could have done. So, yeah, I agree. So, to kind of kick things off a little bit, uh, we want to talk about how everything was created. And in it's weird to be talking about creation and then jumping to this book in the Bible, but in revelation, okay, <laughs> the very end of the Bible, um, verse four, sorry, chapter four, verse 11, it says, worthy are you, our Lord and God to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. And by your will, they existed and were created. Mm-hmm. So when I'm hearing that, I'm thinking, uh, just by sheer will, and we, we joked about this a little bit uh, in our intro, but, like, just by sheer will, God created things. Yeah. He didn't need, you know, any materials or any plans. It was just his pure will and creation began.
1: Yeah. He literally said, like, let there be some light. Like, how about we have some light in here? (laughs) And then, boom, like, just happened. Yeah, I wish
0: I could have done that with this Ikea disc. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it may have been a different experience, right? Yeah, it was a lot different. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big point. Uh, God's creation was was purely done on will. Um, Not formed from anything specifically. Uh, He just made it be. Mm -hmm. The other thing about how uh, everything was created is that it... It was created in some kind of order. So when we think about, um, when we're looking through Genesis and seeing, you know, what happened on day one and day two as they're expressing this, it it wasn't like God was just like, hmm, well, let's start off with, let's throw some mosquitoes in there and we'll grab some water. And no, there was, there was some kind of order to it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's... It's almost cliche, but you talk about God's plan, but really you see in these in this orderly account in Genesis that God, like, it's thoughtful, you know? It's, it's very planned and meticulous, and there's a reason that things happen in the order they happen, um, which, you know, is also true for life, not to get, like, too, like, sappy or weird or anything, but it, it, the rest of the Bible just goes back, just looks back on Genesis, and it makes sense when you're reading these other stories and how everything just falls into place, like, okay, yeah, God's an orderly person, so of course he makes
0: things in a certain order, and there's reason and thought behind that. Yeah, so speaking about um, order, we're gonna go ahead and take just a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna jump right into, you know, what the order of creation looked like. This week's show is sponsored
1: by Audible, which is an audio company where you can listen to all the audio books you would like, basically. They pretty much have everything over there, Glenn. You can specifically support us by going to bibleandstuff.com slash audible and sign up for a 30-day free trial. When you do that, you get to pick a free book, and I personally recommend this great John
0: Piper book. Yeah, the book is called The Dangerous Duty of Delight. Uh, and in the book, John Piper kind of emphasizes why it is uh, we have a creator and, and why we should enjoy him and his creation.
1: The subtitle is The Glorified God and the Satisfied Soul. We talked in this episode about God's creation glorifying him. So this is a great way to dig deeper into what we talked about and help out the show. So go to bibleandstuff.com audible and sign up for a trial today.
0: All right, we're back. Um, that was a nice little break.
1: Yeah, it was real fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to talk about how, um, or we're going to talk about the seven days of creation. Or were they days? <gasps> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but first, uh, let's walk through kind of each day and what happened and, and give this the quick highlights of what, what creation looks like.
0: When we're looking through Genesis 1, uh, we find that on day one, God created the earth, uh, which was watery, formless, um, and suspended in darkness. It was void of space with no stars, moon, or other planets. And then out of nothingness, just by pure will, God created light. uh, And then also separated the light from the darkness.
1: So then in day two, um, he separates the water on the earth from the water in the air, which a lot of people understand to be God making the seas, but also the atmosphere. So, um, that, if, if you look at it that way, it kind of removes some of the weirdness of like, God put water in the sky. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but there obviously is water in the sky. So that's day two. And then we move into
0: day three. So day three, uh, God created dry land, uh, to divide it from the oceans And from that, we also saw that vegetation um, and and fruit were born uh, within this day. Um, And then in day four, God makes the sun and the moon,
1: um, which uh, you then see time because that's how we mark our time, our months and seasons. And he also creates stars and planets and outer space.
0: Yeah, and then day five, uh, we start to get into, like, the creation of, like, characters or or living things um, where we see God is creating uh, creatures within the water. um, And then also birds were created um, within the skies, obviously. Yeah.
1: Probably like mosquitoes and all the other annoying things that we hate. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then day six, uh, he makes land animals. um, So he makes small animals, large animals and and like livestock for um, Adam and Eve to, you know, use. Um, However, was fit before the fall some people disagree on whether or not any of those animals were killed before the fall <clears throat> um but also that that's i digress also adam and eve were made that day um so we have people now yeah and that's that's the six days of creation and it
0: ends with us yep and on uh, the seventh day uh as as many people have heard that was when god took time to rest
1: yeah, so it's, it's actually interesting that we're made on the sixth day and then the very next day God rested, which, again, as a side note, it's not like God was sleeping or he was tired. He was very intentional and made a point to rest, probably largely as an example to us that we do need to rest. We do need to take time off. Um, but a, a good way that he illustrates that is we're made on the sixth day and then God rests on the seventh. So we literally, the day we're made enter into god's rest right after that so the first thing adam and eve knew was rest that's cool yeah that's something to, to kind of uh keep your mind on so um it, it helps you notice the importance of it that god kind of put it first yeah. for us
0: so as you're reading through uh genesis you'll you'll notice that you're going to come across kind of two different accounts of creation um, and I just wanted to, to to share this as we move into this next section. But uh, the first of a first account of creation you're going to come across is is very much a structured account. Okay, kind of what we were just reading through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as if you're you're reading through um, the script for a play or something like that. It's it's organized into scenes and um, yeah, just very orderly. And then as you're reading through the second account, uh, you'll start to notice that it's more it's more of a story as opposed to a description of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and having the two different accounts has kind of tripped some people up it's It's hard for them to almost rely on the Bible because they're feeling like well this is this is different than the first story. Why are these things laid out differently or mm-hmm. Or whatnot, and um, it's like God could make it to page two before he changes his mind. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, it feels like that for them. Yeah, and I was I was reading through this, and and I mean, we're gonna come to this point again at the end, but um, I can't remember if it was in a blog, but somebody was saying something to the effect of, "Yeah, we have the two creation stories, and in one God is very orderly and and strict on on what he is creating, and in the second he's very intimate and and, and close you feel that closeness of God and they were saying you know it's it's not a bad thing to have both stories in there you get to see these two different sides of God that are very true mm-hmm. you know we're gonna we're gonna recognize and, and come across those characteristics of God hundreds of times throughout the Bible and and even in our day-to-day lives
1: yeah it's a big point to make um, people often get tripped off tripped up especially in the Old Testament by the different forms of, of literature. So having, having, um, like you said, this historical account, and then immediately followed by a more poetic mm-hmm. and, and artful telling of creation. Like when, when Adam sees Eve, he has like a song. He's like, Oh woman, you know, bone of my bones. Like you're, you're just like me. Cause he just looked at all these animals and realized like, Oh gosh, none of these are <laughs> fit for a mate. This is not, it's not how I want this to go down. Um, but yeah, it's God showing kind of his fullness. He's giving different things for different people and different um, literary styles and different uh, ways
0: of saying things to make different points. So with all that being said, um, we, we do have um, a lot of contradicting, not even contradicting, but different theories out there. Of how creation actually went down.
1: Wait, not everybody agrees.
0: <laughs> no, I, I know you, it's hard to believe uh, that. <laughs> I don't know. Where I was it's going hard to at. believe that a bunch
1: of people look at the Bible and came away thinking different things. <laughs>
0: yeah, what's up with that?
1: <laughs> oh, so yeah, um, we're gonna kind of walk through the different. Um, Theories of creation. So, is the Earth old? Is the Earth young? Are we old? Are we young? Did dinosaurs exist? We may not even touch on that too much, but that's wrapped up in all these um, theories of how people think things might have went down. So, we're gonna go through six of them. The first of which um, can be called historic creation cre- creationism. Ooh. It basically says the Earth is old, and it was created at some point in eternity past. So, um. In the book bu- in the beginning that can be interpreted um, through the Hebrew as at some point so basically they're basically they're saying somewhere in there God made this and it is the beginning for us of course because that's when stuff was made but God has always existed so at some point eternity passed the earth was made so it's old <clears throat> then later after an un- undetermined undetermined period of time a period of time we can't measure um god makes the earth over the course of a literal six days makes or not makes but more prepares so he takes this formless void and he adds those things we talked about animals uh oceans you know uh plants things like that um and then he prepares. so he's preparing it for humans and so then he makes humans on the sixth day again in this theory a literal day. And that all ends up saying the Earth is old, we're young. So it's kind of this balance of what people tend to believe. Um, it's, I guess you could say it's the best of both worlds. It basically puts a long span of time between Genesis one one and Genesis one two, um, and and that theory can actually be traced all the way back to um, Augustine. So it's been around for a while. It's got some, you know, some weight to it. Augustine was a was a fairly a large biblical mind, big biblical or not biblical figure, but a historical figure in the Christian world. So
0: yeah. And then a a second theory that we come across um, that's pretty common is the theistic evolution. Uh, So this, this still keeps God um, at the center of it and, and makes him the divine creator um, of of all things. But what, what varies a little bit or, or what's been, Uh, interpreted differently than maybe some of the other theories is that Adam himself, uh, though created by God, the divine creator, um, maybe didn't, you know, just appear as straight man. Um, He may have evolved over a long period of time uh, instead of just uh, appearing out of nothing, Uh uh, to say the least. And um, the whole spin on this kind of takes creation and makes it more of a... Mythology than um, taking what the Bible writes out as as straight truth.
1: Yeah, they would probably say it's it's just more imagery and and
0: yeah, God you
1: know put the world in motion and he's making these things. But but evolution is real and and God is walking alongside that. Um, but it, it, they're trying. I would say like this is probably the one that it's that it has probably grown in popularity because people are saying well, science is saying this is most definitely true and there's absolutely nothing, you know, nobody that can prove us wrong. And so people are saying, well, you know, maybe God did it like that, but he still did it. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of putting those two things together, but but still giving God his credit and his due and saying, you know, he really did this.
0: Yeah. And with a lot of these, we, we are actually going to find these theories do have a lot of overlap um, between you know, like theistic and gap theories and things like that. There's, there's little things that intertwine. Um, but there are some like specifically the idea of evolution also being involved in that is, is what really sticks out with theistic evolution.
1: Uh Yeah. And you mentioned gap theory just now. Um, this one, it, it comes in several variations, but, um, one belief is that the, is that Genesis did exist prior. Um, Sorry, the earth existed prior to Genesis, and after its creation, there was this catastrophic war between God and Satan, and that that left the world in this form that didn't have, or this this void that didn't have form. Um, so then God, similar to uh, historical creationism that we talked about, then he comes and kind of reforms it, he re-prepares it for people so it's it's just another spin on that I, uh, we were talking beforehand and i kind of said yeah historic creationism is kind of like gap theory without all the weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> so gap theory says you know yeah there was this this war and it tore everything up and then god comes in and and recreates it and, and re-prepares it for human beings so this does allow for the time period that makes the earth old it also allows for dinosaurs and um archaeological findings to be exactly what we think they are um they happened at that time the earth has been around for a while and uh humans are still young
0: yeah it gives everybody a fighting chance in their theory really <laughs> yeah all
1: you gotta do is throw in some weird story about god and <laughs> satan getting in this epic battle and everybody's like sounds good story checks out <laughs> yeah
0: another uh, uh well-held belief or theory is is this uh theory called the day age theory. Um, so in Genesis, when we're looking at uh, Genesis in its Hebrew writing, uh, which everybody knows Hebrew really well. Um I just you know, I was just kind of reading it and I was like, huh, I wonder, you know, that I think this means no, I'm just kidding. I know yeah. nothing about Hebrew. And if you but- <laughs> know Hebrew,
1: you totally won't notice but notice such butcher any of the words yeah. we will say from yeah, Hebrew. This
0: this next one, oh gosh. Uh, so the word day in Hebrew, (laughs) I'm just going to say yum. Yeah. It's (laughs) It's yum. Yum with like a squiggly thing over the O, yeah. But we're going to go with yum. No, I'm just kidding. But yum. Uh, (laughs) So yum in the Hebrew, uh, can be defined as both, um, or looked at as both a 24 hour period of of time, like we see as a, a normal day. Uh, but it is also at times, um, considered or or referred to as an era uh so as we're reading through these days of creation uh it may say on the first day god created what it's saying is maybe in the first era Mm -hmm. right the first period of time uh it's not putting a strict emphasis on 24 hours directly yeah but it could mean that Mm -hmm. so it gives a little bit of wiggle room yeah they're Um,
1: basically saying god ain't in no hurry yeah (laughs) he's gonna do this on his own time you know he's gonna drag it out um but yeah that again accounts for you know maybe dinosaurs were there for a long time and then in the next age which we Mm -hmm. read as day in in the um genesis account then he made people later on and things like that so this is probably one of the more popular ones um i don't mean this as an insult but it it requires probably the least amount of thought You you just say well you don't we do know this word it could not just mean day. And so let's just call those ages and the Bible's true and it makes sense to us and we're good. Similar to that, uh, there's the literary framework theory. And it basically says that Genesis one, and two are poetic. Like we said, Genesis two is definitely poetic, but they're saying, man, Genesis one is kind of poetic too. It's, it's more allegory. It's not necessarily um, literal, and so maybe when they say a day, they just mean hey, God made this stuff first, and then he made this stuff later on and so it's just saying that this is all a literary structure that Moses used to explain to people, almost like a parable, and that that is how we explain the age of the earth, or what science would say the age of the earth is, and the age of people and things of that nature. So then very last, you have um, <clears throat> probably the more, the more staunch of the uh, of theories to hold, which is young earth creationism. It's people that say, nope, literal six days, um, including the heavens and the earth. God didn't exist for this indefinite period of time before he made everything. Nope. Or, sorry. God, God did exist. Sorry, sorry. The Earth. I keep. I've done that twice now. The Earth didn't. God totally existed. The Earth didn't exist for this indefinite period of time before God made everything. Right. So God made the Earth. Then the then the next day, He made the other stuff. And the next day, He made the other stuff, and so on and so forth. Boom. Young Earth. Young people. End of story. So kind of, if you're looking at science at all, you're like, well, I don't know if that works out or are the scientists just all stupid or wrong? And they would say, well, God made Adam and he was a day old when he made him, but he didn't look a day old. I mean, he didn't make Adam a fetus or a baby or a toddler. He probably made Adam look like a, oh, I don't know, a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, 40-year-old, but he was only a day old. So they're saying, uh, a lot of times they would say, um... That the Earth just looks old. It looks like it has bones down there because God made it that way. But that doesn't mean it is old. Um, and sometimes people use passages like uh, Mark 10:6, where uh, Jesus says, "But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female." So they're saying, "Hey, Jesus believed there was only six days because he says from the beginning." God made them male and female. So they're saying, don't put that weird time span in there. Jesus says it was right there at the beginning that he made uh, male and female. And there's a couple other verses that they'll use, but they're all very similar. They're quoting from the beginning or or phrases like that to say, uh, no, this happened exactly how we read it in the account, and you don't have to account for any weirdness. And again, that's a perfectly... uh, Yeah,
0: I found that really interesting. I had never made that connection before until we were looking through to this, that like Jesus totally does refer to that. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, the theory has a little bit of weight to it because of that.
1: Yeah. But you could also, you know, just use the exact same literary idea or say, you know, we have figures of speech that we say all right. the time, like, the other day. That could mean yesterday, that could mean three years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> it was near the beginning if you're living in Jesus's time, you know, so... When in uh, room. Again, there's pros and cons to all these theories. The reason we lay them out is so you can kind of get a good of, good idea of, that sounds right to me, or, you know, I really like that one. Um and that's fine. Now you have some sort of framework, some sort of foundation to say, I, I believe this one, that's probably what I'm going to stick with. Or maybe you go, man, all of these sound fine <laughs> and <laughs> and you just don't care. Or maybe all these sound fine. And you're like, I should probably read some more, which is yeah. good too. I mean, We hope that uh, eventually you hear something that makes you think and makes you want to study and find out for yourself, which is Pretty much why we do this podcast. So we study and find out for ourselves and
0: share with you what we figured out. Yeah. So overall, I think the big takeaway we want to give everyone for this is, regardless of what theory you believe, regardless of if you if you want to argue against theistic evolution or gap theory, um, there's one important takeaway. Uh, no matter what creation theory you're you're talking about. Um, and that's, that it isn't important whether the earth was created in a true seven days or a prolonged period of time, you know, or if there's spaces in between, uh, what really matters is that as Christians, uh, we recognize that God created all things through his will and that he created it for his glory.
1: Yeah. It goes right back to what we talked about at the beginning, regardless of how he did it, details, details, details. Um, God made it. It, we're, we're here to glorify him and, uh, that's that, that's the most important part that's it i mean don't don't get too confused worrying about all these other things that's what you need to know yeah um so yeah that's what we're going to wrap with this week one thing i did actually want to mention before um we cut is that there are other creation stories you may listen to this and be like what about you left out a big gap is that there's these other ancient creation stories that are very similar to creation so does that discredit it or does that maybe even add credibility, or um, what does that mean? And so basically, uh, we we knew we wouldn't have time to cover it, but I'll I'll give you the highlights. Um, There there are some differences between our creation story and theirs. Um, Number one is Genesis is very clear there's only one God. Most other creation stories aren't. Um, Genesis is very clear that God was not created. Um, He is the creator, but he has always been. Um, many other creation stories include creation of gods in their stories, and lastly, like I just said, God makes man in His image, and that's different than most creation stories. Um, most, a lot of creation stories, God's made the people to work or to serve some sort of purpose that's often selfish, um, and and God's isn't necessarily like that. So. Uh, by all means, you know, research shows. If you want to know more, maybe we can do an episode just on that. But uh, we will be back um, next week with Adam and Eve. So we're going to delve more into that. And uh, my working title is Were Adam and Eve Real People? What About the Incest? <laughs> so that should be fun. Um, we hope you join us then. Uh, as always, you can email us anything you would like to hear at uh, hello at com. Let us know if there's a topic you want us to cover or if you have any feedback for the show. Like we normally say, um, we're probably going to get some stuff wrong. And if you know Hebrew really well or <laughs> anything like that, feel free to uh, correct us and we'll put it, put it in a future episode um, to make sure we get all the facts straight. You can
0: also follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and bibleandstuff.com. Uh, we'd love for you to come check it out, share some posts, and yeah, just be able to interact with us a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Uh, the last thing is uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes. It always helps us out. Uh, you can listen there or on SoundCloud, probably anywhere you get your podcast. Um and if you are feeling extra loving, extra special, and you want to help us out, um, you can support our sponsor earlier in the show, or you can shop on Amazon. Just do your normal shopping at bibleandstuff.com Amazon. So we're part of their affiliate program, and it doesn't cost you any extra, but we get a small percentage of uh, the purchases that come through on that link. So you're going to do it anyway. Just buy through our link and and help us out. We hope you enjoy the show, and uh, we'll see you next week.